the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Stand Firm. Stand Firm. There's much fear and anxiety in our society today. Some caused from COVID-19 and its variants and the fear that people have because so many have died as a result of COVID-19. Some fear and anxiety also caused by the growth of anti-democratic and racist activities that threaten to destroy our democratic way of life, restrict individual freedoms, weaken the bonds that unite us as a nation and move us ever closer to authoritarianism. Add to that inflation in the economy, which increases the cost of everything that we purchase today. And then there is the gun violence, which appears uncontrollable, So many people are losing their lives because of violence in our society. And you go out on the street and you never know whether you will return home because of man's inhumanity to man. And then there are natural disasters caused, we're told, by climate change, the droughts, floods, wildfires, tornadoes, famines, earthquakes that have left many thoughtful people raising questions about the future of life on this planet. But the good news is that all this has led to renewed interest in God and the Church. More and more people who had written of the Church or had been indifferent to the church and its message of salvation and eternal life are now recognizing the church as the only institution of our society that offers a message of hope for humanity. The church is the hope of the world. It gives a message which allows us to hold fast and not to fear It is the only institution in which you can invest your life 
and reap eternal benefits or dividends. The securities market of heaven in which the church holds shares will never crash. The director of heaven's stock exchange has declared that there will be no loss to any investor. There may be temporary misfortunes and setbacks for the church and for Christians, but ultimate victory is certain. Praise God, we know what the end is going to be. We know how this story ends. Listen to the Apostle Paul in his teaching on the resurrection in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In verses 52 through 57, uh, in the contemporary English version, it says, At the sound of the last trumpet, the dead will be raised. We will all be changed, so we will never die again. Our dead and decaying bodies will be changed into bodies that won't die or decay. The bodies we now have are weak and can die, but they will be changed into bodies that are eternal. Then the scriptures will come true. Death has lost its battle. Where is its victory? Where is its sting? Sin is what gives death its its sting, and the law is the power behind sin. But thank God for letting our Lord Jesus Christ give us the victory. 1 Corinthians 1558 is the end of what Paul had to say about the resurrection. It is the conclusion of all the verses that have come before. And here Paul says, therefore, and whenever he says therefore, you know that it refers to what has taken place before. He says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What a wonderful truth this is to us who love and serve the resurrected Christ. It assures us of his awesome power to overcome death, a power which now gives us victory over death and the grave. As a result of Christ's resurrection, Paul tells us three things that we should do as Christians. The first is stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 and 2, Paul says, my friends, I want you to remember the message I preached and that you believed and trusted. You will be saved by this message if you hold firmly to it. But if you don't, your faith was all for nothing. Paul is saying we are to stand firm in our faith 
notwithstanding all that is happening in our society or even is happening to us. So one of the great needs of the church in our day is for Christians who will stand firm in their faith when the going gets tough. Christians who will not halt between two opinions of one mind today and of another mind tomorrow. Christians who will not be unduly influenced by the fads and fashions of society and by its ever-changing standards. Don't be one of those who start the race well but do not finish. Don't be one of those who say, Lord, I will serve you till I die. But after a little while, you are back serving the devil. Stand firm in what you believe. Hold to the truths of the scriptures with an iron grip. Stand firm in your profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Live so that your neighbors, your friends, your fellow workers, and everybody who knows you will know that you're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Don't let criticism, ridicule, or political correctness and mean folk prevent you from maintaining your Christian witness. Stand firm in season and out of season. Stand firm in the morning. Stand firm at noon. Stand firm in the evening. Stand firm in the full conviction that you are a child of God. Stand firm in your continued perseverance and holiness that you may be fitted for the embrace of your Lord. Stand firm like mountains that never move, like the invisible pillars that hold the earth in its orbit. Do not turn from the Lord or allow others to turn you from him. Fierce temptation will cause you to want to turn, but stand firm. Like giant oak trees rocked in the storm, but never uprooted, stand firm. Like lighthouses against the huge waves, stand firm in your faith. John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples, if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The triumphant assurance of the gospel of Christ is meant to keep us from living in fear and anxiety about what is happening around us. We must stand firm in our faith by rehearsing and rejoicing in the promises of the Word of God. Rehearse the truths of God to yourself every day. When you get up in the morning, begin speaking the truth of the Scriptures to yourself. You can say things like, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There are new mercies for me today. I begin this day with God's favor upon my life through Jesus Christ. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed my transgressions from me. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through Jesus Christ. Fellow believers, 
by rehearsing the glory of Christ and the gospel until faith is cemented in your hearts. We can stand firm in our faith, but we have to constantly remind ourselves, rehearse the things of God so that we do not forget easily. But secondly, be diligently in the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15:58 Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So what is the work of the Lord that um, Paul is speaking about here? It does not mean everyone has to be a preacher, a deacon, a deaconess, or a missionary. It means that while we are here on the earth as believers in Christ, we should fill our life with what will count for eternity. It doesn't mean to do a random good deal or good deed every now and again, perhaps every two or three years you do something good and you feel good about it. Everything we do is the Lord's work if we are doing it to please and to glorify God. You see, God is just as pleased with the mother faithfully changing baby's diapers as with a missionary reaching a new tribe with the gospel. God is just as pleased with a politician working diligently to help his or her constituents as a pastor working diligently to meet the spiritual needs of his or her congregation. God is just as pleased with a teacher in the public school or university diligently doing his or her job as he is with a Sunday school teacher or a Bible study leader imparting eternal truths to a class. Every calling is important in the sight of God. It was Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer of the 16th century and author of the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God that we used last Sunday, who said, quote, every form of work performed for God's glory is a divine calling. Preaching, mending shoes, or raising potatoes, end of quote. So whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, and it becomes the work of the Lord for you. God expects the best from his redeemed children. Whatever you do, do it heartily. Not just the minimum. Not just what is expected. Not just reluctantly because someone else is not around to do it. In the church... If you're ushering, do it to the very best of your ability. If you're singing, put your whole heart into it. If you're serving in any capacity, put effort into it. Do the very best you can for the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior. It's the Lord's work, and only the best is good enough. God is calling some of you listening to me to devote your time, talents, and even treasure to the spreading of the gospel and to the good of his people. God is calling some of you to 
Share Christ with others at home, at work, or wherever you are. How can any Christian who knows the grace and the mercy of God say, I I don't have time to serve my Lord? How can any child of God say, I'm too busy with my own work to serve God by serving others? Spiritual selfishness is a poor preparation for the last fight with Satan. Someone this this week or this past week, I do not know who the person is, I don't recognize the name, but sent me a Facebook post of the last words of Steve Jobs, the brilliant billionaire CEO of Apple who died at age 56. This is some of what Steve said. He says, right now, Lying on my hospital bed, reminiscing about my life, I realized that all the recognition and wealth I took took so much pride in has faded and become meaningless in the face of imminent death. In another place he says, whatever state of life we are currently at, in time, we will face the day the curtain closes. All of us, hopefully, can learn from Steve Jobs' words, which I believe echo the words of, of Jesus in Mark 8:36, where Jesus said, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? You see, this is a message we need to take seriously and share with family and friends who do not know Jesus, who are spending their time running after the almighty dollar, doing all kinds of things, but are not taking care of their precious souls. In Arizona, there is a tombstone which bears the inscription, Here lies... Bill Jones, he had done his damnedest. Now, it could be more elegantly and grammatically expressed, but it captures the spirit of Paul's words. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Let me remind you of the words of the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 48 and verse 10. He said, a curse on anyone who is lax in doing the Lord's work. And the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 and verse 13 says, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. You see, if you're a Christian, you have a ministry to fulfill. Your service to God matters. If you're not doing anything for the Lord, maybe you have missed what the amazing grace of God is all about. We should not place any limit on our service to God in the work that we are doing for the Lord. We should not regard any task in whatever area of ministry God has placed us as being too much for us to undertake for him. Perhaps you have been serving for a long time in the church, been serving in the trustee ministry, the children's ministry, the Nurturing ministry, 
the usher ministry, the missions ministry, or other ministries, and you are probably feeling a little bit weary. But I say to you, don't quit. Go the extra mile, and God will honor your service in a way that you will never fully understand now. But the third point that Paul wants us to keep in mind because we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Our labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15:58, uh, reading from the Good News Translation. So then, my dear friends, stand firm and steady. Keep busy always in your work for the Lord, since you know that nothing you do in the Lord's service is ever useless. Brothers and sisters, our serving Jesus Christ, our laboring for his kingdom, will never end up empty or a waste of time. No one will ever be disappointed by pouring his or her life into serving Jesus Christ by serving others, loving and caring for others. Just the opposite. You see, if the things of this world controls you and absorbs all your time, you will be ashamed of time wasted when you stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Nothing that we do for the Lord will ever go unrewarded. The message given to King Asa in Second Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 7 is still true today. It says, but you must be strong and not be discouraged. The work that you do will be rewarded. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, Paul says, so let us not become tired of doing good, for if we do not give up, the time will come when we will reap the harvest. You see, what we do in the Lord will last forever. The saying is true. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Or there will certainly be pain and discouragement, trials and tribulations as we labor here for the Master, as we seek to do that which we have been called to do. But if it's in the Lord, it will never be in vain. Seeing our faithful service brings joy to the Father's heart. God will reward us for our faithfulness even when no one else sees or recognizes us for what we do. God's leisure books get fresh notations every time we do something for him. So don't give up. Your labor in Christ is not in vain. Hear the words of Jesus in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3. Listen, says Jesus, I'm coming soon. I will bring my rewards with me to give to each one according to what he has done. Yes, I get discouraged at times, and so do you. All of us do. We are human beings. But I continue working for the Master, 
waiting for the day when the saints go marching in. Then at the gates of paradise, I shall hear an orchestra playing for me, and when I look wondering who they are, I shall hear each say, you brought me to Christ. You taught me about the grace of God. You rescued me from sin and ruin. You showed me the path to heaven, and I'm here to share your blessings forever. But even better than that, I shall hear my Savior and Master say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You had some difficult days, but you stood firm. You didn't complain or grumble about all that you had to do. You didn't get upset when things didn't go as planned. You didn't procrastinate when duty called you. Well done, servant. Well done. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I don't know when the Lord will call me home from my earthly assignment, but I want to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Oh, when I come to the end of my journey, weary of life and the battle is won, carrying the staff and cross of redemption, he'll understand and say, well done. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.